You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's podcast here on Big Blue Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show is coming to you on Thursday, April 2nd, as we continue to uh, roll toward the 2020 NFL Draft, continue with coverage of Giants free agency as the Giants do some, uh, some make some minor moves, smaller moves, begin to introduce their uh, newly signed players to the media. One small move the Giants made this week was to sign long snapper Casey Kreider, formerly of the Denver Broncos and a 2018 Pro Bowler, as the Giants look to uh, move forward without longtime snapper Zach Diossi, who's expected to retire Kreider joins Casey Holbaugh and Drew Scott. So the Giants now have three long snappers to compete for that job in the 2020 season. You would have to think that uh, that Kreider, all pro, or not all pro, but pro bowler in 2018, as we said, um, four-year member of the Denver Broncos, would probably be the favorite to win that job. So we'll see how that goes. But the Giants have created some competition at an overlooked but very critical spot there, that of the long snapper. So we'll see how that plays out. That's what the Giants have been doing over the last week or so, is filling some smaller holes, bringing in guys to do specific things for them, assigning, you know, bringing back a guy like uh, like Corey Coleman, the wide receiver kick returner, bringing in a tight end like Eric Tomlinson, even signing a running back like Dion Lewis. So you know, that's what where we are right now in free agency. We're at that time of year where you're that time in free agency where you uh, you do smaller things. You you bring in depth pieces. You bring in guys to compete for roster spots. And that's where the Giants are right now, trying to to fill some holes, add some depth to a roster that that really just hasn't been good enough over the past couple of years. A few things for you on today's show, Giants fans. A little bit later on, I'll have what I think is a really interesting interview with Ken Harrock, who is a former NFL player, longtime NFL executive with the Raiders, Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Green Bay Packers. Filled the general manager role, actually, in Atlanta and Tampa Bay. He's been out of the NFL since the early 2000s, but does a lot of work now with NFL draft prospects, prepping them for the combine, doing as far as the workouts, as far as the interviews. 
things that uh, that they have to know about the NFL draft process and about the NFL itself. So we'll talk to Ken about a lot of that, about what's going on in the NFL today, and uh, and you know several other things. Ken was a, was a very interesting uh, interesting interview, at least I thought so. When we get to that, I hope you enjoy it. Couple of. Uh, of sort of housekeeping things, Big Blue View related things that I wanted to get to. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the Giants have begun introducing some of their newly signed free agents to the media. We've had a chance this week to talk to Colt McCoy. We've had a chance to talk to Nate Ebner. We've had a chance to speak with Levine Tuilolo, the newly signed tight end from the San Francisco 49ers. There are posts up on Big Big Blue View about all of those interviews. Hope you uh, get a chance to check that out. We are also rolling through a Big Blue View community mock draft. As this particular podcast goes live, we are actually on pick number four, which belongs to the New York Giants. So check out uh, what happens in our poll and, and how uh, how that turns out. We'll see who Big Blue View community members choose for your New York Giants with that fourth overall pick. So uh, follow along as we get uh, as we get the the results of that. We're going to roll through 36 picks in that mock draft since the Giants have the the fourth overall pick in the second round, which is number 36. We're going to go that far to see uh, to see how our Big Blue View community members think. Uh, uh, things will will work out for the Giants uh, in the draft. So, with that said, Giants fans, let's uh, let's take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, I'll be joined by Ken Harrock, and we will uh, we'll talk to to the veteran NFL personnel man uh, about a lot of of different NFL related topics. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Ken Harrock, former Vice President of Player Personnel for the Atlanta Falcons, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, former NFL player back in the day, uh, been an executive, been around the NFL for a long time. Ken, thank you very, very much for uh, for joining the show. Thanks, Ed. You're glad to be here. So, you know, it's it's a really interesting, really different time in the NFL. And I interviewed a young man the other day that I, I know you're familiar with, a guy named Brandon Polk from uh, James Madison University. And you you did a, a sort of a an NFL-style pro day for him. I'm just curious how that came about. 
Well, here, here's what's happened. You know, they shut down all the universities where players were working out. They shut down all the training facilities where players work out. So now the players don't have a place to go. They don't. They can't have a pro day. Uh, they're sort of caught in limbo right now. And uh, you're not going to see guys uh, uh, that the scouts right now can find because they, they go out and time somebody. Like, for instance, right here, we put together this video on Polk. I put him through what I call a combine player interview first. I put him on the board and showed him how, how uh, sharp he was on the board and how good he was in being able to know the offense. Uh, we videotaped all that. Then we went to the field, and on the field we did the combine workout. Uh, the most important thing was to get a 40 on this guy because he's fast. And he Everybody was... said he was fast because he was at Penn State. Everybody said he was faster than Hemmler. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's fast. Yeah. So he's, and he's been a track guy. He was a 100-meter, 200-meter chap when he was a sophomore in high school. So now uh, they needed somebody with some credibility. When I say credibility, I've been in the scouting business for 40 years. When I say scouting, when you're a GM, you're a scout. You just got to hire scouting uh, a title, that's all. But so uh, put them through the end of the workout. And the most important thing, we want to make sure that we get an accurate time. I timed them in a 4289, because my, my clock goes to three digits after it. So it's a 429, really. But that's fast. That would be one of the faster guys down at the combine. And then we even put it on video to time it on video, and it came out to a 3.1, uh, 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 excuse me, a, a 4.31 in, in a uh, 40 time. Now, where he really exploded was out of the blocks. He ran a 1.4410, which I, if, if you know times, and, and yeah, when you're in this business, you know times and what they mean and everything. So the guy is really fast, and um, he's not big, but he's the same size as Holly, the same size as Hollywood Brown, same size as Hemmler up at Penn State. He played at Penn State for four years, and when he was there at Penn State, he didn't put on the great numbers, but he was playing uh, behind a lot of good players that got drafted out of there. So he transferred his senior year to JMU, up a school where he knew was credible. They're always in the uh, championship game. They're always uh, putting up you know, pro players, and also they had run an offense conducive to what he can do. He goes there, and in um, for, for this season, he caught 73 balls. But in, in the 12 games that he played, he had the same statistics as Hemmler did at Penn State, who's thought to be a high pick. And this kid is not even on the radar. He's sort of got it. Hey, we'll see what he does, see what he runs. But now he'll be able to get some uh, recognition. But there's going to be a lot of guys this year in this draft that aren't going to get that because you can't go in in time. You can't go in and find some sleeper, so to say, that, wow, he, he ran really fast, faster than we expected. So uh, that's it's going to go back to what I call old-time scouting. When I say old-time scouting, the teams with the best scouts this year will will fare much better than the ones with the inexperienced scouts, the young scouts, because they can recognize the talent more readily, and they'll be able to find and know those sleepers, per se, down in the late rounds and free agents. So the, the ones that are really the good scouts will find them this year. So the teams with the best scouts 
this year will fare better in this process. This is more so, like uh, it's more like the old way. It's probably more like uh, like well, the way that know, it was. I'll give you an example. When I first started scouting, there was only two scouts while I was with the Oakland Raiders, and this is going back uh, to 1970. Two scouts, myself and Ron Wolf. Ron became the GM eventually up at uh, Green Bay and is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, two scouts. And we didn't time guys as much. We'd go out in the spring and get some times. We didn't always, like our first draft pick that year was Jack Tatum. Never had a time on him. Never brought him in for a meeting. Never put him through any workout. We saw him down at the senior bowl, said hello to him, and that was about it. And we drafted him in the first round. He went on to be a great player because we knew, watching him, he's going to be a great player. But then we had another guy named Phil Villapiano out of Bowling Green. We never timed him. All I knew is I knew Don Nalen at Bowling Green, and he swore by him. So you li- were listening to a lot of coaches in those days, and you, 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 were, you were still self-evaluating players. And um, we drafted him in a second round, and he became a you know a Pro Bowl player, a great, a great player for the Oakland Raiders. So that it comes back to scouting now, as opposed to you know where you don't have as much information. The information you have is from that scout what he saw during the season. It's interesting, you know. Obviously, you know. Obviously, Big Blue View covers the Giants, and obviously, the Giants have one of those more old-time, you know, old-time scouts as their GM in Dave Gettleman, and they have a lot of a lot of veteran scouts in their in their organization. Are are they a team? You know, when you talk about that, are they, they a team who could be well positioned? Well, in this draft, they're a team that'll do well. Gettleman's an old-school scout, and he knows the scouts and what they're capable of. And if, if he isn't, then he sure he, he teaches some of these young kids to become good scouts. Uh, Dave, Dave will do a great job in his draft. He's done a great job in his other drafts, too. Uh, people will question always some picks, whoever you take. You know, there's people always quit, particularly in New York. Um, but he's, he's, he's done well with his picks. This year, where they're picking, what are they picking third or fourth, somewhere down there? They pick fourth. Fourth. Hey, he's going to wind up with a great player. There's, there's, there's some there's top great great players in his upper part of his draft again. So uh, he'll, he'll, he'll wind up with a great player. He might wind up with Chase Young for all I know. Who knows? Yeah, that that would be that would be uh, an amazing an amazing coup for the Giants if that were to happen. But I guess there are scenarios you never know what's going to happen when when the draft rolls well, around. Well, he can always trade up a, a pick or so if he wanted to, too. You see, uh, maybe to go get him because well, people always shoot for the quarterbacks, right? And there's there's a couple of quarterbacks in here that are pretty pretty darn good. Burrow, Gil, uh, Herbert from uh, Oregon. I really like those two. Those are those are I think will be big time pro quarterbacks. And uh, but after that, uh, after that, there's a drop off at quarterback. I assume. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, I think two is a uh, you know he, he he's he's in that not in that range. I think of those other two, but he's he's a, he's an NFL quarterback. But I don't, I'm not sure because you get some doubts on the injuries. You get some doubts in that area there. Yeah. So. You know, so you look at the Giants, and and have you have you studied you know, the the prospects well enough to really to be able to offer an opinion on the various offensive tackles that might be available? Oh yeah, the offensive tackle. I, I work. See, I, what I do in the um, January and February, I work with 
a lot of the top pr- pr- prospects, preparing them for the uh, uh, for the combine interviews. Okay, that's one of the things that I I, I, I do with the, in, in preparing these players uh, um, for, for the draft. And I worked with uh, the kid at Iowa. I worked with the the Georgia kid. Mm -hmm. I worked with both of those top players right there. Now, any one of those top players is capable of being drafted in the top 10. And and they're they're the two type of guys that can go on and be pro bowl players. Right. You're talking pro bowl abilities. Right. You're talking about Werfs and Thomas. Yes. They have pro bowl abilities. Now, there's a couple other ones there. There's the, uh, the kid from Louisville. He has unusual talent, but there are a couple things in his background that can maybe concern you a little bit. And who knows that, that those concerns come back to get you. Yeah, and then there's... And he, he, it, might, it, might, it might be him. Hey, listen, the kid was uh, early in his career, really didn't uh, commit to football. And you don't know if he'll come back into pro football and really commit to it. Right. And then there's, you know, you talk about this kind of, this year being so different. Obviously, the other kid is the uh, the Wills kid from Alabama. Yeah, for, yeah, he's a solid player. He's a good player. And he, he you know, he'll start for somebody and it'll just depend on on, on how uh he, he picks it up uh, as a player uh mentally and also physically now if he's going to be uh, in, in that range, but he is—he is—he is, he is, a, he is, a, he is a considered a first-round pick. And you wonder, like the Giants with Joe Judge and his Alabama connection, and and Will's, of course, being from Alabama this year. You wonder. Oh, I, I wonder if that away. They might do that, but I—you you don't always go by that. I, I, you go by the best player. <laughs> right. You don't worry about the connection. You go by the best players available, and I think the other two are—I think—far more. Uh, better prospects. So why don't we why don't we talk a little bit? You 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 mentioned what you're doing with these guys, and why don't we talk a little bit about about your business, about how you help these draft prospects? Your last actual NFL job was with Green Bay, and that ended in what 2001 or two somewhere around there. 2001, and I've been doing this business. I started this business after I retired. I wanted something to do before you know it. 19 years ago by, and I'm still doing it. And the business is called Pro and, Prep, correct? Yeah, business is called Pro Prep. And what I do, basically, I, I've worked in the past with uh, uh, all, all, every year at least a dozen first-round picks, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, what I do is I usually have – I work for 20 agents, basically, mm-hmm. and I do all their players. And they're all the top agents, usually the top agents. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll have a group of players. Say I work at Exos Pensacola. I might have 10 guys there that, that, uh, that, that week. So I go down. I, I have a general meeting for, for about two and a half hours. I speak to them about everything they need to know from the time they leave college football till the time that they will leave pro football. And then I, then I, you know, interject things and how to what they're going to, have to do with the combine. Just gives me alert to everything that they need to know about pro football as it goes on from the day they leave college until that first training camp, particularly. Right, and, I'm, I'm... and then I, then then I take them individually now right. for about two and a half hours. Individually, I prepare them for the combine player interviews. I know every question they can possibly be asked. And some players have issues. 
I have to resolve those issues so that the players can sell that he's sincere about what he's doing, the issues are behind him. And then I prepare for every question, how they would answer, even stupid questions that sometimes <laughs> a coach they come up with. Uh, would you rather be a dog or a cat? I, I, that, that's a stupid question, but that has been asked. I know all the stupid questions have been asked, and I know every question has been asked. So I'm able to do that. And then I put it through, I, I, I show them tapes of guys that I've worked with and how good they perform in their interview part. And then I put them on an uh, interview and I tape them and then we evaluate them and how they're doing. And I even put them through what I call, uh, it's now 18 minutes, but it was 15 minute mock interviews. That's how about so much time you got from I was showed them exactly the procedure from when you walk in, it's all tied. You got a minute to do this, a minute so to mm-hmm. do that. And then you got so much time on a board, so much time, so much time in each, at each section, what to do and what to expect. Uh, and curious. so it's a thorough program. I developed this program through the years now, and I tell you what, it's, a, it's so beneficial to all these to all these players, and they realize it after they go through it. Uh, and so I just think that this, it takes it takes pretty it's pretty tough to sit with ten kids for two and a half hours, and, go, and they're, they're all paying attention, they're all taking notes. It's pretty tough to take a kid for two and a half hours individually and prepare them, and they all want to do it. Because they know they're doing it right, they're going to make some money. <laughs> there you go. So I'm curious though. Yeah. Now you've now you've been on both sides of it. You know, you you've been the guy picking the players. Now you're helping these guys prepare. You know, as you look back on it, is the way this process you generally unfolds. Is there almost too much information now? Is it almost too invasive? There is so much more information now than there used to be back when I was scouting. Back when I was scouting, it was more, if you were a good scout, you picked a player. You didn't have as much information. You got to remember, the first combine didn't start until 1981. Right. In fact, I ran one of the first combines for national scouting in Tampa Bay in 1981. We put together uh, the, the people that were in national scouting. We ran uh, uh, 125 players through for physicals. Then next year we got a little smarter. We put them through a workout. And then after that, I said, I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible for this because we're doing it outdoors on grass. Right. I said, if it rains, we have no place to go in Tampa. Right. So eventually we moved that to New Orleans. It was great in New Orleans. But they lost the lease on the dome. We went to Phoenix for a couple of years. After Phoenix, went into Indianapolis, and I think it should stay there forever in Indianapolis. They have it down to a, a T, and they get all the everything is perfect. They keep talking about maybe moving it to different cities. I think the logistics in that type of scenario is going to cause some problems. Yeah, I've I've been to Indy for the combine a couple times now, and. and between the convention center and, and Lucas Oil Stadium and, and the way the community is set up, it, it is perfect. I, I'm like you. I think I'd hate to see it move. Well, I, 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 I definitely wouldn't uh, be the one that has to move it and put it all together because it's really a, it's, it's a difficult now. Plus, now you're dealing with a total anywhere from 325 to 350. Number of players, you mean? Yeah, number of players. If you take it to the West Coast, Look at the logistics there, taking everybody from the East Coast to the West Coast. Right. Whereas you got a central location in Indianapolis. Right. The time change for, for kids will throw and the time out. change. You're right. The time change. There's so many things 
of taking it to the West Coast that I wouldn't be in favor of. All right. Hey, Ken, I really appreciate your spending some time with me. Uh, why don't you uh, tell folks if they wanted to check out your, your website, check out your work a little bit, you know, just learn a little bit more about you, where they can do that. Just going to you, I have a website. It's kenherock.com. Real simple. K-E-N-H-E-R-O-C-K.com. And, and really, uh, I'm at a point where I really can't take on any more business. I've got more. I have to turn a lot of people away because I've been working with the same uh, agents for the last 20 years, and those are the guys that I, I that I take care of first. And usually, there's more than enough players for me to do in that uh, in that regard. All right. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much for spending some time with me. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, hopefully we'll talk again. You know, we'll see we'll see who the Giants draft. Maybe we'll talk again. Okay, thanks, thanks, Ed. Talk to you again. Thank bye. you. All right, bye-bye. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. We thank you, as always, for listening. Hope that all of you are, are staying safe, following the guidelines, doing everything that you can to uh, to slow the spread of, of this virus that uh, that has changed everything in our lives these days. Again, you know, please stay safe, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.